0: Welcome to Research Talk at Walden University, created to provide further professional development and conversations relevant to faculty interests. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Research Quality. Welcome to Episode 2 of Research Talk. I'm Dr. Lee Statlander. Our topic today is the use of qualitative data management software. My guest is Dr. Mary D. Spillett. Dr. Spilett is an Associate Director and Qualitative Methodologist through the Center of Research Quality at Walden University. Welcome Mary D. So glad you could be with us. Hi, Lee. Thanks for having me. So what are we talking about with qualitative data management programs? What does that mean?
1: Well qualitative data management programs assist researchers with managing and organizing and visualizing their qualitative data. And in the past, uh, the term qualitative data analysis programs was used, but more recently the term qualitative data management programs is used to indicate the difference Uh, in what the programs do. They help you to manage and organize your data, not to analyze it.
0: Okay, so how do these programs compare to software that people use for quantitative research like SPSS? Is that a similar idea or different?
1: Yes. Well, that's a good question. Quantitative software programs like SPSS, they actually perform mathematical computations that your your brain does not have to do. But in contrast, the qualitative data management programs do not perform any uh, thinking fun- functions for you. Uh, the researcher must input all of the information, must make all of the decisions. The software can help you manage it to move things around and organize, but the researcher is making all of the decisions about the analysis. So the program is really a tool to help you with your data. It does not really analyze your data.
0: So in your opinion, do dissertation students need to use these kind of programs?
1: That's another great question. It's really a personal choice. Uh, Most universities that I'm familiar with do not require use of a qualitative data management program. Uh, For example, Walden University does not not require use of the program. So it is a personal choice based on what the students are comfortable with. And uh, the kinds of research projects that researchers may have will vary. Some will be collecting a lot of data uh, of different kinds, and some may not be collecting so much data. So it's really something that's based more on personal preference. Okay, so what
0: criteria can a researcher use in making the decision about whether or not to use these programs?
1: Well, the first thing I would consider is the amount of qualitative data that a researcher expects to have. Uh, The more data you have, the more useful a program will be to help you to organize it. And uh, so I think that's the first consideration. How much uh, data are you going to anticipate collecting and how long will your study be? You know, a a study that has several, maybe several different researchers, or that's going to be taking place over many months, might benefit more from using the software. Uh, The second type of thing I would think about would be the types of qualitative data that are going to be analyzed, and the types of analysis that you're going to be performing on your qualitative data. If you have a lot of visual data, such as videos or photographs, the program can be more useful at helping to keep that organized and analyzed, but it's important to consider also the type of analysis. The programs provide uh, use with coding or categorizing the data, but are less useful for a more narrative approach to data analysis. The third thing that's very important is researchers' personal preference or personal comfort level with using software and learning new software. Some people take, you know, quickly and easily to learning new software either by trial and error or by watching uh, videos or tutorials. Other people uh, find learning new software to be a barrier or an obstacle, and they may feel extra stress or may be uh, frustrated at the extra time required to learn the software. So that's very important that people think about uh, their own personal preference with learning a new software program. And of course the last thing would be price. Uh, there are some programs that are available free and some that are uh, have a purchase price, or some that have a subscription price, where you will use it for a certain number of months. Most of the programs nowadays are not very expensive. Uh, If you're looking into the price on the websites for these programs, you should look for the student or the academic price, which are usually uh, less expensive than a business price. So those are the four criteria the amount of data that you will have, the types of data, and the types of analysis, the researcher's personal preference or comfort level with learning software, and price. Okay.
0: So what are the most commonly used management programs that we should think about?
1: Okay. Well, I've got a list of seven here that are common. There are more available, but uh, I'll list... Uh, seven possibilities in alphabetical order. So one is atlas ti, a second is deduce, third is ethnograph, fourth is max qda, fifth is en vivo, sixth is qda minor, and seven is Quercos. Now uh, all of these programs offer a free trial, and uh, these are very easy to locate with a simple uh, internet search, and all these websites offer free trials of their programs, so researchers can try them out, see which programs they find meet their needs and and might be uh, comfortable for them to use, and so it's useful to do that before you make a decision whether or not to purchase the program or to use it for your research. Also, on the uh, software websites, there are many resources for learning the software. Almost all of them have tutorials and manuals that uh, are available. Many of these programs also, you can find YouTube videos about how to use the program. And there are books written on many of these programs you can find with your favorite bookseller. So there are a lot of resources for learning the programs, and I I do recommend that you do need to spend some time learning the programs and understanding what the programs can and cannot do for you in your data analysis.
0: Okay. So let's say I don't really want to use software. What are my other options?
1: Okay, great. Well, that's a great question because uh, many people do not use qualitative data management software. And so people generally would use programs they're already familiar with such as word processing programs such as Word or spreadsheet database programs such as Excel. So most people are already familiar with how to use those tools. There isn't a learning curve uh, with the you know, learning how to use those tools. But there will be a time that you need to spend with exactly how you're going to do it you know, in using those tools, Word or Excel. So there may be copying and pasting or cutting and pasting. There may be color coding and highlighting. Uh, that would be uh, techniques that you might use to analyze the data. And so it's useful to have some experience Uh, before you've got your data collected, what's exactly how you're going to use those tools to benefit you.
0: Good to know.
1: Yes, and because people are already familiar with Word or Excel, people are already familiar with those tools. There's no learning curve there about uh, using the tool. So uh, that's one of the benefits.
0: So if you're a committee member for a student, what, how would you recommend, like, guiding them to decide what
1: they should be doing? Any ideas? Well, going, recommending software is not my personal first recommendation. I, my first thought would be to ask the student if they're comfortable using Word Or Excel to analyze their data. Perhaps they've had experience in a course uh, using those tools, so they will have some sense of, uh, you know, whether or not that's comfortable for them. If the student is feeling that they really want to learn how to use a qualitative data management program, perhaps for future research, some people feel they will use these programs in future research and so want to you know, develop the skill with learning those programs, then it can be useful for them to want to learn the programs. I do warn all students they need to allow a lear- time for the learning curve. They may need to ramp up in learning these programs and what they can do for them. But the important thing is to understand that the programs do not analyze data for you. That's a common misunderstanding.
0: Okay, very good. Anything else that we should know with using these kind of software programs or not using them?
1: Uh, No, I, I can't think of anything else. Uh, I think it's possible to do an excellent qualitative study with software. It's possible to do an excellent qualitative study without software, because it's the quality of the researcher's thinking that makes for the excellence in the study. It is not the tool. Tools can help, you know, help you and uh, help you move things around, make it more convenient, To uh, visualize your data or understand your data, but it's essentially the researchers' own thoughts and thinking and um, uh, work and analysis that makes for the excellence in the study.
0: Let's say you're a methodologist on a student's committee. Would you discourage a student from using a certain software if you didn't understand the program yourself? I guess I'm asking, would you expect to help a student with the program?
1: Well, my recommendation, Lee, would be to allow the student to choose whether or not to use qualitative software. I think it's really a personal decision. Some students may find it helpful, others will experience it as an obstacle or a roadblock, and it will inhibit their progress for some students. So, I think it would be helpful for a committee member to provide some decision-making criteria, such as we discussed earlier. So, the most important thing for the student to realize is that qualitative data management programs do not analyze your data for you. And the second most important thing is that there's a learning curve for learning new software that will require time, uh, extra time and extra effort. So, I think those two points are really helpful for students to understand. And my experience has been when students understand that the software won't analyze data for them, uh, they are very happy to use tools that they're already familiar with, such as Word and Excel.
0: Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you.
1: Thank you, Lee.
0: Thank you for joining us today for Research Talk. Our music is by Audionautics.com, And I'm Dr. Lee Stoutlander. Today's podcast was sponsored by Walden University's Center for Research Quality.